Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome. I'm Heather Caro, and I am your host this morning. I'm broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've hosted, and it's great to be with you this morning. Thank you for joining us for Real Presence Live. Uh, We have a lot of great things that we're going to be talking about this morning with some local guests. So before we jump into our local guests, let's start with the morning prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Take, Lord, and receive my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given it all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine, disposed of wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, folks, so thank you for joining me. It is, let's see, Thursday, hard to believe, the 23rd of March. Unbelievable. But we're going to jump right into our first guest, Mr. Glenn Gower. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, Glenn? I'm doing well. Very well. Very well. Good. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Well, I'm from... uh small town in South Dakota named Ipswich. Nobody laughs. Um, I grew up on the farm. Uh, I have 12 brothers and sisters. And uh, I've been doing ministry for 30 years now, which is really crazy. <laughs> even think. Um, God, God's Holy Spirit touched me when I was 19 years old. And it was the moment that changed everything in my life. My whole life course completely changed because of that moment in time. And so I found myself uh, on that ministry in 93, and then at Franciscan University in 1994, and then working for Bishop Chaput in 96, and pretty soon I started teaching Catholic seniors at uh, St. Thomas More in Rapid City, <laughs> your alma mater. And <laughs> Those seniors, rascals. <laughs> yeah. um, ended up joining Focus, and I stayed for a whole nine years uh, in Focus Ministries, but... Um, during uh, the last few years of focus, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about um, going out on my own. And so I've been on my own since 2017. Started a ministry called Mission Blueprint. And, uh, you know, I'm a Catholic evangelist. That's really what I am. Mm-hmm. And there aren't many lay people that are Catholic evangelists, but there's a few of us out there. And I've been doing it for six years now, and, you know, I would say loving every minute of it. That's not quite true, because ministry is hard. Yes. It's rough sometimes. But I'm very at peace. I love what I do. And uh, we were able to touch close to 5,000 people in six years. That includes two years of, you know, the COVID stuff, where not much happened. Right. So I'm happy to be alive, and um, I'm happy to be on radio. (laughs) Well, and I'm excited, because um, when I saw what you're doing, I'm like, it 
the, it was just like, this is what I've been wanting for. And you and I have even talked about it, like at, at the youth mm-hmm. retreats and stuff, about just having time for praise and worship and just for a revival. And you have brought that to fruition. And I'm just like so excited because it's like, this is what I dream of. This is what I long for. But let's take a few steps back. So revival and Catholicism. Those two words don't usually go together, Glenn. Why oh, not? isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> yeah. And I know, I know some Catholics are thinking, uh-oh, what's this oh, Catholic no. boy doing? Is he, is he going to become a Protestant? Is he... <laughs> and the answer to that question is no. You know, right. when we started Mission Blueprint, uh, my sense was the Holy Spirit did not want us to come up with a name that would um, prohibit Protestants from worshiping and growing with us. Right. And so we didn't call ourselves like the St. Joseph Covenant Keepers or anything like that. Mission Blueprint. And the word blueprint for me means two things. One, for every Christian to fully surrender to the person of Jesus Christ. Hmm. That's not a bad thing, right? Not a bad thing Catholics should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And the second piece is receive the Holy Spirit. Now that gets a little, um, uh, what's the word, that's a little different for a lot of Catholics, because they would start mm-hmm. saying, like, what are you talking about? And mm-hmm. I've heard Catholics say for so many years, Glenn, the Catholic Church has got it all. And as if they're talking down to the Protestants, and I've met some wonderful, holy Protestants, and Dr. Hahn in class at Franciscan University told us, he said, you know what, Protestants do more with 10 cents on the dollar than the Catholics do with the whole thing. Hmm. And that bothered me because I believe that to be true. So revival is really um, imploring Mission Blueprint's mission statement to know Jesus Christ and receive the love of the Father, which is His Holy Spirit. It's totally Catholic through and through. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way back to, I mean, if you want to talk about traditionalism, like traditional Catholics, this goes all the way back to Pentecost. Right. And what did they do? They received the Holy Spirit, and it changed their entire lives. It's as if Peter and the apostles and the 72 around them were completely transformed and changed, and that was the moment in time that changed the world. Mm-hmm. We need another explosion of the Holy Spirit. He hasn't left, but we have not predisposed ourselves. Everyone has all the tools in our, uh, in our soul from baptism, but we, as Christians, don't know how to tap into it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's exciting. And I think for those that um, might hear revival or charismatic or, you know, slain in the Holy Spirit, all these kinds of things make people feel uncomfortable, and that's okay. But once you've experienced the fullness and beauty of the Holy Spirit, you can't go back. You can't I mean, go back. There's just no going back. I mean, and I always have a very dear place in my heart for the Holy Spirit. There's just something that I don't think we tap into him enough. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, you know, and I just, I'm so excited for this. So let's, let's take a moment and talk about, um, so you had a very important inner, inner, encounter with the Holy Spirit when you were very young and you've continued to use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you. Talk a little bit about that. When I was 18 years old, 
I made a retreat in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Sister Francelle Clark um, had been doing search retreats for many years. And I was really searching, is God real or not? I really wanted to know. And I grew up Catholic. We never missed Mass. We were, uh, you know, we were pretty much incorporated. But you know what? The world had a hold of my heart. And that's, that's reality. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the person of Jesus Christ. And so I went on this retreat because um, I wanted to know the truth. Is God real or not? Because if he's not, done. I'm moving on. I'm leaving the church, and I'll just do my own thing. Play drums for Ron Jovi. Really, that was my <laughs> I wanted to be a drummer, a rock and roll drummer. Mm-hmm. And when I went on that retreat, uh, the Holy Spirit began penetrating my heart, and I knew God was real. Was it emotional? Not necessarily. So this is one of the things that Catholics are really concerned about, uh, emotionalism, especially with you know, the Holy Spirit stuff. Well, we are emotional people, and everyone's different. So emotions come out of us, whether we're at a basketball game, right? A volleyball right. match or a rock concert. People are clapping their hands at rock concerts and screaming. <laughs> but we go to church and, um, or a praise and worship session, we our hands are in our pockets. So I knew God was real at 18 years old, but it still took me a year and a half to do something about it. What I mean by that is to fully surrender to the person of Jesus Christ. And as a Catholic, I've just not heard any Catholics talk about that. But it was actually some fallen away Catholics that led me down that road. So I had it. I would, you know what? I I would call it a Pentecost experience. Mm-hmm. It's as if God transported me back to the upper room, and that same Holy Spirit um, fell on me. Mm-hmm. And that was a game changer because I knew with one hundred percent certainty in my intellect. And in my heart, that God is real. You know, God the Father loved me. And he actually said those words, that he loved me. Now, I didn't hear anything audible, but it was in my heart. And that was the transforming moment of my life. Well, I began bumping into other Catholics, talking about my experience, and they all looked at me like, you're weird. What are you talking about? I've been to church my whole life. That's never happened to me. Why would it happen to you? And I found myself leaving the Catholic Church because none, no Catholic friends of mine um, wanted anything to do with it. Hmm. And then slowly Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit started working on them. And we started praying and doing praise and worship. And slowly, people were coming to know the Lord, Jesus, in a personal way through His Holy Spirit. Um, so that moment in time, God plucked me out is really what happened. You know, and I think it's through Our Lady's hands. She said, what about this one? And they plucked me out, and I had that experience early on, and it's been really the red carpet treatment. And part of that red carpet treatment (laughs) is the the blood of pain, but it has been. Um, So much joy. So, yeah, that happened to me, and my job now is to allow people to be in a position to hear the opportunity that we have as Christians to receive more. That's what revival is all about. Well, and I think we've all been given gifts from the Holy Spirit. Um, what do you think your gift is, Glenn? Well, there's a couple things that um, I'm strong in. Mm-hmm. And now what I'm talking about are the charisms, not the gifts that we get at baptism, because those gifts at baptism are both our personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things um, that I think the Lord is really um, I'm strong in is word of knowledge would be one of them. Sometimes I just know things. 
How do I know that? The Holy Spirit shows me. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm praying with people, I'll simply ask, you know, does the name so-and-so ring a bell to you? Yeah, how did you know that? Okay. And then we'll go into a dialogue about what happened. Yeah. I think the other thing is there's a prophetic nature of what I've been doing as well for 30 years. Um, and we're all called, uh, like St. Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 12, we're all called to prophecy. And um, a prophecy is really a truth speaker, and that's what distinguishes Christianity from all the other religions. We can all be truth speakers. So there's a prophetic dimension of what I'm doing. What I mostly mean by that is I'm able to see things that a lot of people can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dr. Peter Kreeft, you've heard of him. Yep. Um, he's a philosophy teacher at Boston University, and he loves the Holy Spirit. He loves all this stuff, too. And he said he has a, a prophetic gift of writing. He said, I'll write books from beginning to end, and there's no editing. Wow. He said, I've written over 60-some books. And this was at the time. No editing. So, we, <sighs> so it, it, it looks different for everybody. Yes. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to me, it is, the, it is the fun part of the church. It's the greatest ride that I have ever had. <laughs> By far. <laughs> Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we are talking with Glenn Gower. Uh, he is the founder of Mission Blueprint, and we're talking about a revival that's coming up. We haven't really dove into the revival itself yet, but we've got time, folks. We will get into that. Just kind of talking about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit and inviting the Holy Spirit into our lives and what that could look like for each one of us. Um, Glenn, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Folks. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times, us as, as Catholics, we... We struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very, uh, that we all know, right, that we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when you get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this, this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the church, we see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how he sanctifies their own lives and they talk about how 
the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life, like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us this morning. I am Heather Caro. I am your host for Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful morning here in Sioux Falls, and I think our snow is going to continue to melt, um, and I'm joyful about that. Uh, we've got Glenn Gower on the line, and we're talking about uh, Mission Blueprint, which he is the founder of, and then also a revival that is coming up very soon for us um, this weekend, actually, Glenn. Um, so, Glenn, we've been talking a lot about the Holy Spirit, um, inviting people to maybe contemplate the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes down upon each one of us. He is very active. He's very relevant. He is very now. Um, Thinking back, can you explain your first experience or one of your first experiences with the Holy Spirit? You know, that's an interesting question. I was thinking about this this morning in my prayer time. When I was 10 years old, this priest came to Aberdeen, South Dakota, and he was some sort of healer, right? Mm-hmm. And so my mom wanted to go. And so I I went with my mom. I think one of my sisters went into one of the auditoriums. And this priest, I gave a little presentation, and then he started praying with everybody. And he would start calling things out. There's somebody here that's got a red dress on that is struggling with corns on their feet. The Lord wants to heal you now. There's someone over here that's that's something with lung cancer. The Lord wants to heal you now. And that went on for 45 minutes. Wow. And people were being healed. This is in Aberdeen. People were being healed left and right. And the one thing I remember is, uh, he said, some of you are addicted to cigarettes. Hmm. So I've got a 50-gallon garbage can, and if God is calling you to throw your cigarettes away, come on down. Well, you know what? That thing was overflowing. No. It was really, really cool. I kind of think, Heather, that was the moment in time where the Holy Spirit imparted on me from Father Diorio. I really do. I think it, mm. I think something happened there, and God was beginning to stir in my heart. And I went through some trials in high school, because I really did it. I married the world like most people do. Right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. living out Christianity. But the Spirit kept working on me, and I had an open heart. And I think that's what really happened. By the time I was 18, 17, 18, I was ready to search for the truth. So that was an amazing moment, Mm. watching that priest go to work. Yeah. Well, and the key, you know, uh, so some people who may be listening that haven't had an experience, a profound experience that just kind of blindsides you, is how I always think of it, um, is you use the word open. You are open. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all we have to do, is be open. To relax and just to be open. Um, And I just think that's key in what I'm hearing from you, is that you 
have gone with an open heart this whole time. And then the Holy Spirit takes it from there. We were discussing during the break, where are we going to go with this interview? What do you want to do next? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the Holy Spirit's issue. (laughs) It's not me. (laughs) Right. We're going to go wherever he takes us, you know. And I think learning to listen and know what the Holy Spirit feels like when you know he's directing you um, is an amazing gift and something I think everybody needs to work on. You know what I mean? So how do you, how did you get to the point, Glenn, where you knew um, that it was the Holy Spirit guiding you? How did you come to that realization? How do you know in your body, in your mind, what the Holy Spirit is when he's uh, communicating with you, I guess is the best way to say it. It's actually much easier than most people think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was listening to Father James Blount, and I really love that guy. I'd like to bring him into our conference. And he was talking about how God transported him, like by location. Wow. And he was talking about that, and he says, actually, it's not, as, it's not what you think. It's not as hard as you think. And the Lord just takes me because I'm an open, I have an open heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, ladies and gentlemen, it's, brothers and sisters, it's like riding a bike. You fall off a couple times, in the, and then all of a sudden, you got it. Mm-hmm. And is there human error? Yeah. You have, everybody has bad days, but generally speaking, um, I know when the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, and it's never an audible voice. Maybe it's an impression or a thought that comes into my mind that I can't get out. Mm-hmm. So when this thought comes into my mind, I don't do anything with it until it stays. And then I try to kind of chase it out and discern, Lord, are you showing this to me? And I can't get rid of it. So then I have to determine, well, what do I do with this thought? So I say to Heather, have you ever heard of this guy? Or do I give the Holy, ask the Holy Spirit permission to say something? And then if I have the Spirit's permission, which is most of the time, in, in a casual way, in a normal way, I'll say, Heather, does the name Raul mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, how did you know that? How mm-hmm. did I know what? Well, he's the guy that abused me when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. You see, so the Lord uses word of knowledge to get to healing. Mm-hmm. And... That's been happening for many, many years. Um, so you just, it's like, it really is not that hard. But the problem is, the world is so loud, mm. and we participate it with our TV screens, and our, we, we don't sit still with God. But be still and know that I'm the Lord. We don't sit still with Him. And if we don't sit still with Him, we'll never know that there's this opportunity of more of the Holy Spirit. And we'll just think it's business as usual. I mean, does it really make sense that we go to Mass on Sunday, the priest says, go forth, and then most of us wait till next Sunday again? Yeah. And that's what's happening. That's what's wrong in the Catholic Church. Um, I could get into trouble here, but I, the Mass has a very special place, right? It's our formal way of worshiping. Mm-hmm. But Catholics use the excuse for, well, I've went to Mass. I've done my duty for the week. And I just want to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, do you realize that less than 1% of your week has been given to Christianity? If that's all you do is go to Mass? Wow. And if you, if you apply that to 
which you can't, but if you can kind of apply it to being in the workforce, you've got to work 40 hours a week or whatever's been predetermined. Mm-hmm. And you can't say to your boss, you know what, you're going to pay me 40 hours a week, but I'm giving you five. <laughs> no. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to tell people. It's absurd that you would put one hour a week in. It means you're missing something. And if I could scream from my, my lungs right now, and this is the thing that bothers me the most, and I don't know if it's in the Diocese of Sioux Falls particularly, but the overall church in America, we're losing 81% of our young people. Let me say that again, brothers and sisters. 81% of our young people are leaving the Catholic Church, and no one is screaming about it. See, they get confirmed, and confirmation is really what we're talking about, revival. It's all about confirmation, exploring confirmation. But our young people are getting confirmed, and they're walking away. Why? Because we as Catholic Christians are not doing our job. And, and why aren't we doing our job? Because we don't know that there's this whole other dimension of the Holy Spirit that is available to us. Right. Have you ever heard of Deacon, Deacon James Keating? Yes. He is one of my favorites. <laughs> he is. I love that guy. He is so funny. But he's, he, he's able to bring this, these very difficult ideals to make it really simple. And he said there are three pillars for a healthy Christianity. Okay? Ready, ladies and gentlemen? Number one, orthodoxy. Orthodoxy means right teaching, right? Or doctrine getting right on their doctrine. And we have a lot of Catholics who are not even there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of Catholics who um, begin to practice their Christianity, they just stay with Orthodox. Not everybody, right. but so, too many. The second one is contemplative prayer. Now, that's your personal prayer time with Jesus. Right? Um, mm-hmm. And everyone should be praying a holy hour a day. I think. Start with a half an hour. But the third one, Stephen King says after Orthodoxy, and contemplative prayer is the charismatic dimension of the church. This is the, i.e., the Holy Spirit. And this is how we live in the Father's will. See, how can you know what the Father's will for your life is if you haven't explored confirmation, the Holy Spirit, the charismatic dimension of the church, which is written all over our documents? People just don't know. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening right now, ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right this moment. And he just wants you to start having a conversation with you. Right? The Holy Spirit wants you to talk to him. And one thing that you could say is, come. Yeah. What I love about Maximilian Colby is, and this is what I've heard, I can't verify this, but I heard this years ago, that Maximilian Colby, every, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, would stop and say, come, Holy Spirit, give me more. Yeah. He'd do that for a moment, and then he'd move on. See, that's why saints are saints. Because they tapped into the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. to be living in the Father's will. Yeah, every, you know, people hear me on the radio and I get a lot of wonderful compliments and whatever. Um, but every time I get on the radio, I say, come Holy Spirit. The whole, mm-hmm. and I say it throughout the entire show. I, I might... Yeah. I might sound like I'm, you know, casual and having fun or whatever, but it makes me nervous. Even to this day, I've been on the radio for 10 years, Glenn. It still makes me nervous before I have to go live on the air. But mm-hmm. I just take, you know, the opening song. <laughs> During the opening song, I'm sitting here just saying, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And then I just have to surrender 
to the Holy Spirit and just take it where you want it. Take it where you want it. And he always does. He always comes through. <laughs> mm-hmm. He always comes through. Um, so we're talking a lot about a lot of words and things that make people uncomfortable. And I think that's okay to be uncomfortable as we're talking about some of these things that might be foreign to you. Um, we only have about two minutes before our next break. Uh, we are going to keep you on for another 15 minutes. But okay. where can people start? They go to church, they want more, they read the Bible, they might be doing the year in the Bible, they might be doing this, they might be doing that, but they don't have it as a fire in their soul. Where do you begin? I would do a 90-day novena to the Holy Spirit. That's what I would do. Yeah, do a novena to the Holy Spirit. And um, I don't know if there's any Protestants listening. I hope so. But there is something about Our Lady that has been key for me. Uh, now, I would love to do an hour show with you about Our Lady and the Holy Spirit, because she is the, she is the model human person when it comes to the Holy Spirit. She received the Holy Spirit at the Annunciation. That's coming up. And actually, guess what day I was? I received this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. March 25th, 1990, on the Annunciation. No way. Yes. So begin praying to the Holy Spirit. I, I would love to talk about Father Roger Gideon. He was in seminary years ago. And they didn't have any classes on the Holy Spirit. They had classes on God the Father, classes on Jesus Christ, you know, maybe Our Lady, but nothing on the Holy Spirit. And he would ask his professors, what about the Holy Spirit? And none of them knew anything about the Holy Spirit. None. So he just started praying to the Holy Spirit. He started praying to the Holy Spirit. Didn't know what he was doing. He stumbled into this whole power that changed his priesthood. Beautiful. Well, folks... Start praying... Start praying to the Holy Spirit. Glenn, we're going to keep you for another 15 minutes, but we're going to take a quick break, folks. More with Glenn Gower right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. If you have ever been through the hell of deep darkness and suffering, like the suicide of a loved one, do you know that your experience may be helpful to someone else? I'm Father Chris Alar. Mercy is defined as a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it does something about it. And when you exercise the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, you are truly loving your neighbor. Jesus said, when a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with an abundance of graces that it cannot contain it within itself, but radiates them to other souls. Let us show you how to be that radiator and find healing for yourself in the process. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The letter to the Hebrews describes the scriptures as a double-edged sword. This weapon is so sharp, it can cut us to the bone, revealing our hypocrisy, our justifications, our self-recited limitations, and our hidden motives. They are like a riverbed clogged with boulders. Our lives then become stale and boring without the fresh, clean, rushing waters of God's Spirit. And yet these waters can rush in through the Word of God. In the same way, it may be painful at times to read the scriptures God gave us, but the life they bring is crucial. 
1 Corinthians 4.20 says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Today, allow the word of God to clear away the obstacles that block you from a total life of holiness. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me today. I'm Heather Caro. I am your host, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We've got Glenn Gower on the line. We've been chatting with him about the Holy Spirit and a great revival that is coming up here in our Diocese of Sioux Falls, and all are welcome to join us. I think, Glenn, uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, the Holy Spirit in different ways that He shows up in our lives. I think it's interesting, and in the, the best, um, I, what you said that sticks out the most in my head, and a lot of things do, <laughs> is that we get excited for sports games. We cheer, we clap, we yell, we do things, you know, for sports games, concerts, plays, whatever you might be doing, we're vocal, we're active, we're animated. But when it comes to church, we're quiet. And there are times for that. There are moments for that. But what you're offering us is a time to shout from the rooftops, praise God, you know, praise Him. And so... I'm really excited because I'm a very animated person. I'm a very charismatic person. You would, I'd be one of the people with my hands in the air. I'd be mm-hmm. one of the people saying, amen, amen. You know, just like uh, people commonly think of, you know, maybe Southern Baptists are doing, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a place for that in our world. So let's talk about the revival. What's that going to look like? Well, it's certainly going to be some of that. But it's really Holy Spirit 101. Uh, the revival I do is very simple. It's an introduction. And so I, I'm going to be giving um, a call of about six presentations about who is the Holy Spirit, where are we as a church, and who is the Holy Spirit, and how we need them, and how He works. Um, so there will be some workshops like involved. Um, I'll talk about the Holy Spirit, and then we'll pray a little bit. Uh, when I was at Northern State University, I saw Kayla Heller, the campus minister. I just got and she opened her hands a little bit at the Our Father. And I said to myself, can you do that? I mean, can you open your hands? And where does that come from? Well, I think part of it comes from when moms and dads take us to Mass. They make sure that we don't say a word because that might embarrass them, and you don't want to distract <laughs> from people getting something out of the liturgy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I was talking to a dad in Mobridge, great family, he had, I think, eight or nine kids, and he, um, I think the, his youngest at that point was seven or eight. He said, Glenn, the mistake I made as a dad was making sure my kids didn't make a sound hmm. because that's what they think Christianity is. Hmm. And that, I think that's, that was me, too. So how do we express ourselves? If you go to the Catholic Church in Africa, you think it looks like the one in America? No, they're much more expressive. And so I don't know where we get this idea that Mass has to be... um, I wouldn't use the word reverence, because I don't know that we really understand what the word reverence means. Hmm. And I think I I need to go deeper on that. So 
what we're going to be doing is um, some talks, which was filled with testimony, um, introduction to praise and worship, and some prayer worship, praise and worship. And then um, in the middle of the afternoon on Saturday, there's going to be time for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If somebody just wants more, we're going to, we're going to pray for that. And it's very simple. Um, we're not going to be running around with our heads cut off, jumping off a chair, screaming. <laughs> you know, we're not going to be doing that, most likely. We're going to cough those that are there. And I might have to just for the rest of us, settle down a little bit. Um, but there, there might be, there will be an invitation to just try to open your hand. Mm-hmm. Just try that. And, because uh, you already have the Holy Spirit, if that's the thing. But we need to allow the Holy Spirit, we've got to give the Holy Spirit permission to move in our body. You said, Heather, you said that word surrender. That's the key. Mm-hmm. So, praise and worship for our ministry. Talks, we have a social tomorrow night. Um, we have a nice cheese platter with some drinks and some treats and just to hang out for a while. Uh, and then Saturday is going to be continued. Uh, I'm giving all the talks, testimonies, and um, a, a time to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. Last year we had a, a couple heals. And one of them was um, Father Jeff Norfolk. Um, he had been having issues with his left calf. And I even um, called that out. I said, like, somebody has a problem with their calf. It's on the left-hand side, the left calf. And nobody said anything for 40 seconds. But then Father Jeff said, well, it's me. I wanted to make sure that there was nobody else. He has, has had some relief from that pain. Um, and so I don't know if he has any pain now. I mean, sometimes God wants us to grow, too. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the Father wants to heal us because he wants to know us. And uh, our wilderness gets us in the way of touching the Father's heart. So what made you want to do this revival, Glenn? It's something that the Holy Spirit asked me to do. When I started Mission Blueprint, I knew we were going to get into the Holy Spirit stuff at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I Part of it, honestly, Heather, is 81% of our confirmed Catholics are leaving. How is it that they go up to the front of the church, to the bishop, he anoints them with oil, and they're on their way out of the church? How many times have you heard a junior in high school say, I don't have to go to CCBA anymore? I don't have to practice my Catholic faith anymore? It's so sad, and I don't see anyone trying to do something about that. Revival is a response to that. And that's why we allow high school students. And you know what? If you've got a family and you can't find the babysitters, bring up. I don't care. In the end, <laughs> there's a gal up in a uh, friend of ours from Aberdeen. Bring, if she wants to bring her kids, that's the only way. Come. I don't care. It'll be a little messy, but who cares? Yeah. Um, you've got lots of children. You get it. <laughs> I, my kids are going to be there, and my youngest is five, and, and she is a pistol. <laughs> Finally had a girl, and she's a pistol. <laughs> yeah, she's just like her dad. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. So, where is it going to be at? How can people join you? Go to mission-blueprint.org. That's mission-blueprint.org. The conference is free. We made it free because we don't want money to get in the way. If you'd like to give a donation, great. There'll be an opportunity to do that. But there's no money involved. Come, we have... Um, lunch prepared, we have social prepared. It's in Brookings, South Dakota. It's that old sanctuary, the old Catholic Church, right on Madari. 
Um, if you go to mission-blueprint.org slash revival, um, it's got all the details you need. And and I'd like you to register if you can so we know how many people are coming, but I don't know if we're going to have 10 or, a, or 100 people there. I, we're just going to do it no matter what because yeah. I don't do numbers anymore. I don't <laughs> care if it's just me and you, Heather. You're going to hear five <laughs> keynotes from me. Nice. Um, so, yeah, uh, Old Sanctuary in Brookings, South Dakota, come. And uh, even if you don't have a hotel room, come. We'll figure all that out later. But bring your Bibles if you've got one. Bring a journal if you've got one. You don't have to take notes because I'm going to put everything online when it's all over um, for people to read. But come with an open heart and expect, expect God to do something in us. Because He will if you're open. If you're not open, what does Thomas Aquinas say? If you're not open and you don't believe Jesus in the Eucharist, guess what? Nothing's going to happen when you see it. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Yeah. Openness. I love it. Well, Glenn, any last thoughts? Uh, we've got, we still have a couple minutes left, so why don't you, I, I wanted to dive in a little bit, but we didn't get there completely, but talk about how Pentecost is still happening today. Well, Pentecost is still happening because confirmation is still happening, right? Mm-hmm. Pentecost is confirmation. They're really one of the same. And so, um, whether you're confirmed or not, you have the Holy Spirit through baptism. And even if you're not baptized and you don't know that um, you need baptism, God will still send some kind of grace to help you. Uh, so if you want to know more, uh, there's actually a Protestant pastor um, that I would hook you up with, John Gunder. Also, Father Robert the Grandis has got several books that you can read um, that are wonderful. He's been in the healing ministry for gosh. I think he passed away a few years ago, but um, just be, again, just start talking to the Holy Spirit. Do a novena, uh, implore Our Lady. Our Lady is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. Um, that's a great way to start. But you really need a prayer time. And then at some point, be open to, um, you know, maybe even opening your hands and say, come Holy Spirit. You can do that in your bedroom and nobody sees you. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a sin to open your hands. You know, we're not at Mass or anything like that. Um, so start talking to the Lord. And I think that is the best advice that was given to me 37 years ago. Just start talking to the Lord about stuff. Pick his brain. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking to the Lord. We're so fixated on orthodoxy. Um, we don't get to the contemplative prayer, and then we really don't get to the charismatic dimension. Start yeah. talking to the Lord about these things. That's what I would do. Great advice. Well, and I think, too, um, we don't realize as Catholics how uncomfortable we get when you say open your hands. So then you think about just opening your hands, just praying with your hands turned up and open. And that helps with the openness. And I think just the gesture, if you've never tried it, um, is, is it, it, it brings a different feeling of openness to the Lord and to receiving. And it's something we pray about, a lot of people probably haven't even thought about. You know what I mean? Yeah, something so simple. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we're taught to fold our hands. Right. Right? Right. And then, well, we're not taught to open our hands and receive. It's so simple. It is. And, yeah, it's so simple. And it, it could be really a life-changing thing. Yeah. Because you're intentionally asking the Holy Spirit to come and give you more. Yeah. Well, Glenn, it's always a pleasure to have you join us. Why don't you give out the dates, time, location, website one more time before we let you go? 
Awesome. And Heather, I'm so glad I get to talk to you this morning. I've always loved. It's uh, always a joy. When you and I get together. So, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, go to mission-blueprint.org. That's mission-blueprint.org. Revival starts on Friday. We have registration at 6.30, and 7 o'clock we're on. And it goes till 9 o'clock with a social at 9, and you can stay as long as you want. Saturday morning, um, we have some really healthy donuts. It's nice. amazing how we got these things at Tivy. But donuts at 8.30, coffee, and then 9 o'clock, we'll, we'll have a keynote. 11 o'clock, another keynote lunch is provided. If you want to give a donation, great. Then we have a couple of keynotes in the afternoon. And uh, a time for you, if you want, to open your heart even more, to receive more. That's Saturday afternoon. And, um, yeah, expect God to move if you decide to come. And if something's moving in your heart right now, that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glenn? Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend. You are welcome. Are you coming? I'm. I'm gonna try and come after I get my released from awesome. work. <laughs> awesome. But by the boss. All right, Glenn. Thank you have so a much. great day. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right, folks. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the fish fry capital of the world. So stay with us. More real presence live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 